There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. And today we have one of our favorite people in the entire world, Kimberly Late from Down Under. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? Hi, Gary. Hi, everyone. Pleasure today, to be here again. Yeah. Great to see you again. So today we have a question from Aaron, and we were talking a little bit before we started recording here about, you know, sometimes this idea of abundance comes in these little minor things and people have manifestation around little tiny things that are happening. And it's really all about abundance, even though you don't really think it is, but we'll talk into this little one here and see how this everyday situation that everyone goes through is all a manifestation event, event about abundance. And then we will read from Goddess Abundantia's answer that Kimberly channeled, and then we'll read from Joshua's answer. So let's just jump right into it. So I'm gonna read the question from Aaron, and then we'll go into Goddess Abundantia's answer, and then we'll do Joshua. So here we go. I was just listening to Expansion is the Purpose podcast, one of the, one of the was it a Joshua Live or was it a round table? I'm not sure. I have a question about a manifestation event that maybe, that may relate to it and wanna see if I understand it correctly. I recently had my sprinklers checked by my lawn company. It was offered for free, so I took advantage of that. The guy found some small things and checked my control panel and reset it. Since he was here, the sprinklers have not ran correctly on their assigned days, and the control panel seems to be the issue. I called, and he has come out to look at it. So this is the manifestation. My first initial feeling was frustration. The belief is that I'm being taken advantage of, and also, here goes more money. They always want more, more money. But then I thought, all things happen for my benefit. How is this benefit for me? Now I figure my limiting belief about money and being taken advantage of. I did call a neighbor to see if they had a manual for the controller, and she said she did have to replace hers a couple years ago. So now I should allow whatever comes of this guy who will come and check the system and tell me I need a new one and just go with theirs? Question mark. My thought process was to see if I could find a cheaper one on Amazon and replace it myself, but is that me controlling the issue? If I were limitless and abundant, I would just let him do it. But then I think I could probably look around and get an inexpensive version of it, do it myself. Both options feel the same. It would be nice just to be taken care of and allow the universe to do everything, but then my limiting belief on that option is that I have to take of everything to myself to be done right which feels like control. But if I do allow him to do it, I may feel after the fact that I could have done it myself, probably. I think in this podcast, Joshua said to just allow it into flow, but why do I think that is the wrong way? Probably because in the past it was perceived and pointed out by my family that when I did this in the past, this was why my life is the way it is. Wow, I think just by typing this email, I've had a powerful manifestation, LOL. Aaron, great. So this is these little things that happen all the time. <clears throat> and here's how I do it now. I say, okay, is my abundance related to this money that I have squirreled away in a bank? And do I have to protect that at all costs mm. and do things to save that so that it's cheaper? Or do I just have it done, you know, and it's a little bit more expensive. And then I say, okay, 
well, what's my passion here and what am I really interested in doing? Am I really interested in learning how to fix this sprinkler system? Well, maybe sometimes you are, maybe you aren't. But if that's really not your interest and you can actually be doing something that you're more excited about doing, then let someone else do it, which is the easy way out. That's going with the flow of things. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, and then it's um, you know, it's that sense of control that we always want to mm. to do, especially in around finances. And you know, I know what it's like. We all do it. Absolutely. But, and, and we kind of have to, to surrender. And if we get this, and if we get it fixed by someone, a contractor, will it? You know, will it be done right the, the next time? Can I do a better job? But in this, obviously, it's much more than a sprinkler. It's that concept of just allowing things to, to happen naturally, you know, the way it's supposed to. And, you know, maybe it doesn't always turn out the way we wanted to, but that's because it's supposed to be like that, to put us on a path to explore maybe a different direction that we couldn't conceptualise before because we're somewhat limited in our perspectives. Right. So it is about surrendering and letting go. And it's very hard because we've been highly conditioned to control every ounce of our lives. So. Yes. You know, it's it's about unlearning and letting go of this conditioning that we've had. So, you know, it pops up everywhere. And even like in this scenario with a sprinkler, all these little, you know, little things that seem maybe not that significant, it just shows us that, you know, the conditioning is quite strong in all of us. So we all go through this. We're human. But it's about when this comes up to, you know, have awareness about what's actually going on and why we're triggered. Yeah, so now here's here's if this is a manifestation event, you find out the guy comes over, he fiddles around with it, then it doesn't work. And then he says, you gotta get a new one. And if you have negative emotion, when he tells you you have to get a new one, that shows you, you have a limiting belief around abundance, around Mm. the fact that you can create the money for everything you need, or that the money for everything you need will flow when you need it. Right. Mm. And in order for you to become who you're going to be, to follow your path of self-discovery, to discover who you truly are, that limiting belief about money and abundance needs to be overcome or at least adjusted so that you can get to the next level. So it's not just an accident that this happens. You know, These things happen so that you can see your limiting beliefs and do something about them. And, you know, uh, I think it shows this in the answer is that, you know, this might be about a sprinkler, but that is because perhaps, um, you know, her beliefs around abundance, she needed this. You know, I know Joshua calls it manifestation events, beings of the light, call them tests. So it's like she's ready to go to this next stage. It's happening for her. And maybe it's presented to her in this way of a sprinkler, perhaps, you know, to, to explore it, to explore this in a maybe a less significant, you know, context because what happens if, you know, she can do it now, it means it might not have to manifest into something more serious like a health condition or right. something like exploring homelessness or something like that. You know sure. what I mean? So yes. it's kind of like this is a really good opportunity for her to, to explore this and that's with all of us. You know, so um, all these little minute things that we seem insignificant, it's actually, you know, it's really beneficial for us. And it's like we have kind of less risk, you know what I mean? Because it's a sprinkler compared yeah. to some kind of what we can perceive as a more serious issue. And most people would just say, damn, why did this stupid thing happen to me? And here mm-hmm. Aaron is, is looking at it from the higher perspective. Okay, yeah. what am I feeling? Why do I think it's wrong? And what are my decisions based on? The urge to change the conditions and go upstream or can I go downstream? And and she's thinking about it. That's an amazing leap forward, I think. I know because those kind of things, because they are, you know, we probably see them as not very significant. We're not really aware of our emotions that get triggered sometimes. It's But it's like being in the present moment, we can have that awareness in these everyday moments. So it's actually good awareness that she has, you know, that she has been triggered with these fears. So it's it's quite good that even though it seems not like a big deal because it's a sprinkler, it's, you know, it is significant in a way because it's showing to her that about her belief systems because it was triggered. So, yeah, she's um, she's definitely on her path here. Excellent. Okay, so let's go ahead and see what the answer is from Goddess Abundantia. 
Okay. D1, you are abundant by birthright. You are abundant in every single aspect of your life, but you do not see it. And importantly, you do not believe it. It is because you do not believe it in the universal flow, in the grace of the universe that carries you within the loving stream that is ever flowing to take you where you are supposed to experience certain stories within your perceived reality. Flow is grace. Flow is letting go of control and surrendering to the universe. It is surrendering to yourself. Being in the stream of grace means that resistance places boulders in front of you, allowing you to not flow effortlessly within the stream. The concept of control is a human condition and one that you have adopted into your belief systems. Let go of the control, let go of the resistance to it, and you will allow yourself to remember that there were never any boulders in front of you, that you are always in the stream, in the flow of abundance. It is about unlearning and remembering who you are as source manifested. Yes. That stream analogy is really good too because it's sort of like you are in a stream, you're going with the flow. Abraham would say you're paddling upstream. But it seems like you're going with the flow a lot of the times and then you see a boulder and you perceive mm. that it has to be removed or that it blocks your way when it really doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. And so you stop at the boulder and you chip away at it for a while until you give up and then you go downstream again. But you don't have to. You can go downstream anyway, you know? Yeah. And uh, I like what you, you know. What she says here is that you know, there weren't actually any boulders there. It's only in our perception, the illusion that we right. see that there is these challenges. So it's about remembering journey. Like we're always in that flow, like the stream. We're always there. We're never out of the stream. It's just in our perception where we think we're not in the stream, that there's big boulders in the way or whatever you like to think, like perceive, like as an analogy. And it's just about, you know, chipping back that unconditioning, that conditioning that we've had, that programming. And once you can do that, and let go of all that, you'll start to remember who you are. You'll start to remember that you are in the flow and that you're abundant and doing everything boulders. So it's kind of like, it's, it's like we already know all this. It's just that we've forgotten. So, um, but, but, you know, she's definitely on the right step here because she's, um, you know, going inwards and looking for answers. So that's yeah. good. Joshua in one thing said, it's like you're on the freeway and to you it's snowing and there's a blizzard going on and you can't see very far in front of you. And so you're going like 20 miles an hour and everyone else is zooming by and going the normal speed because they don't see the illusion that you see. And as soon as you get over that illusion, you can catch up to speed with everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay. D1. Controlling conditions in any situation is a false sense of security for the human conditioning. To control makes you feel more safe within the illusion for it gives you a sense of agency so you can feel more worthy. You plan, you control, and there is nothing wrong in this. It is just limiting for you. For you see, as a human vibration at a certain frequency within the illusion, you can only perceive to a certain point. This point you can plan for, control your conditions around this perspective. However, what if we were to tell you that due to your frequency combined with the collective human consciousness frequency, you do not see what is truly there? what support systems are truly there and what you are truly capable of. If you control your conditions, you limit yourself in exploring the abundant being you have always been. You limit your remembrance of your life purpose and what you chose to explore here as source manifested. So this absolutely agrees 100% with everything Joshua says. And 
it's this, you can control anything, but that control will always be based in fear and you'll mm-hmm. always receive urges to change the conditions and this will take you away from your true path. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just limiting. And you are all limitless beings and you're all being limited by yourselves. It's all self-imposed limitations. In this illusion that you're not source, that you're less than source, that you're not all with one, that you don't have any guides and supporters, that you don't have an inner self talking to you and giving you emotional guidance, all these things. You don't have powers that, you know, that you're, you're not aware of the powers that you have. In fact, a lot of people see their superpowers as uh, flaws, you know. I was thinking, I was woke up last night and this image came to me of Superman and he really wanted to be in a rock band, right? (laughs) And so he flies around and he's really strong and he can see through walls, but he can't play an instrument and he can't sing. And so his superpowers are useless to him. And in fact, he's like always... You know, he thinks he's weird for this when he really wants to be in a band. And so he becomes like the road roadie for the band and he's able to lift the, car- the, the equipment. And, you know, uh, there was one scene where he's looking through the walls of the music producer and could hear what the music producer was saying, you know, and could see the contract and all this stuff. And finally his superpowers came out. But it was only when he realized who he was you know, Superman, rather than this thing he wanted to be. He wanted to be mm-hmm. a singer because he wanted to feel the worthiness of the com- and the fame and adoration that comes with that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. But this is it. You know, it's like you are being led to the life that you intended to live prior to your birth. And you have everything you need to live that life. But if you don't see your own worthiness, you're going to want other things that are that you think will make you feel worthy. Yeah. And, you know, like the beings of the Lord always say as well that, and I know Joshua mentions it in, in different ways, but, um, you know, we, we as a human collective, so we're tapped into human collective consciousness because of our collective frequency, our soul contracts or intentions as a collective, you know, we can't see the full picture, right? So we wanted that. I mean, some of us still have glimpses, but even then you have to detach, you see. But, you know, as humans, we can only perceive to hear. We can't see what's up there. Right. So we tend to always want to control to hear, you know, because we can plan for here. We feel safe. By doing that, we have a a sense of security, but it's a false false sense sense of security. security. Yeah. And what happens is that we're limiting ourselves because we like only see ourselves because our worthiness level as well. This here, this marker also adjusts because of our vibration, how worthy we see ourselves, right? So imagine if our worthiness levels is at a certain point. We're only like here, right? So we're only planning to here, but we're capable of so much more. Like I know, Gary, I know I was the same, you know, I know you've talked about this, that you know, we never thought we would ever be channels, for instance. Like, can you imagine? Like, I had no idea, you know, like it's something we didn't plan. It just happened. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, we only conceive ourselves to hear. If we were just to let go of that control, that bar goes away, which means we allow why we're here, our purpose. So abundance is much more than money. I know, mm. you know, we've been conditioned abundance is just money. It's, you know, obviously a lot more than money. It's allowing our true purpose to come, you know, why yes. we're here. And if we can let go and just surrender to the universe, I know it's very hard because it's been conditioned. We can allow the abundant universe, abundant in every single way. There's so many different forms of abundance to, to reveal a lot of purpose to us. And, you know, sometimes we're not supposed to have, you know, abundance of money because it's not what we came to chose, what we came to explore here. Because if we had that abundance of money right now, we wouldn't explore another path that that is aligned to our life purpose, you see. So you have to kind of, it's really tied into our life purpose and our, you know, pre-birth intentions or contracts. So, you know, I, I know Joshua talks about this, that abundance is much more than money. So, yes. so abundance is having whatever you need to do whatever you're exploring when you need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was like when the first book was written, the Perception of Reality, I had thought that this was going to be a huge bestseller book, sell 5 million copies, 
because this is what everyone says about the book. You know, it's like this most amazing thing they've ever read. And I thought it was the most amazing thing I've ever read. And had that happened, I would never have had the experiences that led up to where I am now. It would be impossible. I would have had different experiences altogether. And I would never have the foundation that I needed to have to be, you know, first, very fluent in the teachings of Joshua. And second, knowing myself as a spiritual leader and teacher so they can teach the boot camp and, and do things like this and speak effectively yeah. about these things. I had to have six years of education for all that to happen. And I couldn't have been thrust into it. You know, you see yeah. Eckhart Tolle, who was thrust into it because Oprah got the book. And the power of now became this $5 million seller. But he's, well, he appears to be absolutely ready for it. You know, it, he, mm-hmm. didn't see, need, he didn't need the education that I needed or the preparation that I needed. Yeah. I, so now that I'm here, I'm doing these things like, you know, um, contacting Joe Rogan and being willing to share what I know about the law of attraction you know, where, and you had said that you had channeled or received the information that I would be, what, on the show or something? Yeah, well, um, when was it? Like a couple of months? Yeah, it was like, not long ago, six or eight months Not ago. long ago. It was, some, what happens is that I, you know, usually I receive guidance. Some, like usually it's just for myself, but right. if it involves me because we're linked like with this podcast in a roundabout way, it also links to me. So I think that's why I received the guidance. And because um, usually I don't get it for like just people that I'm not, you know, not really connected to. So um, I was just brushing my teeth, you know, just randomly and I received this guidance and it kind of seemed randomly, uh, you know, um, and then I saw you on the Joe Rogan show and the, and that's how they give me guidance. Sometimes it's like I get visuals, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, you know, Gary needs to, to you know, contact Joe Rogan. And, I, and it was like, think about it. It's kind of random, brushing your teeth. I don't even listen to Joe Rogan. I mean, I've, I probably listen to bits of a couple of episodes you know what I mean so it's kind of a bit you think it's a bit random so I was very clear guidance and it was like okay and then you just recently um you know Joe Rogan was talking about Abraham Hicks law of attraction and then you received you yourself received guidance as well so it's kind of like a double validation like a like double guidance kind of thing that you know to reach out yeah and but if you didn't have sent me that inspiration you know I wouldn't had, you know, been as it wouldn't have been as easy to push past my fear to do it. Yeah. To contact him, right? Yeah, so it had yeah. to happen in that order. Plus I had another session with Andine Carrington, and she said essentially the same thing. That this is going to go, there's something, some surge that's gonna happen in 2020 that's going to launch everything into the stratosphere. And we'll go to a completely new level of everything. Really, Esther was uh, doing small little workshops for years and years and years, and a lot of until the secret came out. And the secret was the thing, even though she was cut from the American version, was the thing that really launched her. You know, and so yeah. you you never know when these things are going to come. No, and no. you know, it's so interesting how it's like this you know, it's going to seem like this overnight success, but it was, I had to have those six years or so yeah. in the making of that. Of course. And, and also just a note to those of you who are sensitive and may see glimpses of your, you know, your perceived future, because there's many possibilities. You know, I've learned with myself because, you know, I get sometimes flashes of where I'm heading and I get really excited and then I get attached to it. So it's a kind of Thing, even though you know you may see glimpses or I might receive guidance to others to we still have to detach from it because there's so many possibilities and if and if basically something's not aligned um, someone's intentions you know something always can change and maybe also as well there's a possibility that it's not even supposed to you know to be that end result it was just to lead us to get our worthiness up to lead us to right. a specific up for another step right. so when we see these visions or these guidance or, or flashes of you know future potentialities we have to detach from it i know it can be very hard especially those of us that are sensitive because we do get quite excited especially when it relates to us i'm like oh i'm so excited it's gonna happen and, <laughs> but you know it's happened to me and you know things didn't go the way it was or i haven't seen it yet so you know i know that you still have to you have to detach and you just don't know like for instance 
in my in my experience like before beings of the light you know as you know I'm, I'm a practicing counselor relationship therapist well I was and I've kind of stopped the mainstream and then I, you know I've combined my own um you know high dimensional therapy my own modality that I created combining you know channeling with you know counseling techniques anyway but um before I had a business more mainstream counseling with Reiki and I was guided to do all this so again okay I received the guidance do a business you know counseling reiki because i said all the guidance did all the steps i thought okay this is going to be so successful and everything because i received the guidance but you know i didn't get the all that success i guess i wanted from it but that was because it allowed me to kind of close it down and then move and then do like beings of the light so even though i received guidance to do certain things it still it allows us to take one more step, one more step, and it right. gave me the you know the experience and everything like that. So so if everyone, um, yeah, just because those of you watching, I'm sure many of you are sensitive and, and have it. But yet, on another note, I do really hope it happens with Joe Rogan. <laughs> Be very exciting. <laughs> we'll see, because you know I've stopped attaching myself to an outcome. That's right. Because you do not know how it's going to work out, right? right? And yeah. so. When you start striving for things from your limited perspective, where you are now, you think that would be a great thing, but you don't know. And if you watch all these documentaries on bands, I was just watching the Chasing Happiness about the um, Jonas Brothers. You know, it was like all, there was a lot of manifestation events that they had that family as they were moving towards this band career thing. And one of the things they did was make this nonsensical uh, reality show or sitcom or something on the Disney Channel. And it really hurt their image and hurt who they were and held them back. But they were going for it because, you know, they were just striving towards being this as famous and popular as they can. And then they ended up burning themselves out and they had to reassess and regroup and start all over again. So the, the more effective way to do this is to just... Whatever that inspiration is in the day, do what you can on that and then leave it alone. And then just let the universe work with that and it'll give you some more information or more uh, inspiration on something else and do that and have no attachment to the outcome because once you release that attachment, you're not, you know, we tend to have tunnel vision on these things we want. And we say, Mm -hmm. when we get that, we'll be happy. No, you got to figure out a way to feel good now, have everything totally working now it's perfect now everything's great now in the moment everything's perfect it's fun Mm -hmm. it's fine i built two really big companies and the most fun time was the beginning you know the first three or four years when we were struggling and we were putting in hours and we were living you know paycheck to paycheck well whatever you know hoping to pay the bills and we never really appreciate those times we always thought the fun Mm -hmm. times would be when all the money came in but that's really when all the disruption disruption comes in. You know, all the chaos comes in when all the money's there because your goal was to get all the money. You ended up getting all the money and you get there and nothing changed. You know, just now you got to do more stuff. So, so the early parts and whatever that inspiration is without the attachment, learning to accept what is great and really appreciating what you have now and then just letting yourself be led step by step. And if you can do that, it might not come the way you think it will, but it will be so much more fun and satisfying and enjoyable and joyful. Yeah. That's and what it's you for truly, you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's That's what you truly want. Right. You want it to happen at the proper pace. You never yeah. want to be thrown into the deep end of the pool. You want to go easily and effortlessly into the shallow end at, the, at your rate. I know. And, and also, you know, I do see this in, in, you know, in our, you know, communities, you know, those of us on this path, you know, we look at our own journey and we see, we see God as many different ways and we act on it. And it's just, you know, I know that people can judge their own journey because I think they should be further along and they should because Everyone they are does. acting on God and they are doing this. But yeah. there is a thing of divine time. There is, you know, um, mm-hmm. soul contracts in place. You can't see the full picture. So just be in the present moment and, you know, just act on guidance or inspiration, as Joshua says. Um, and then, you know, you, one step at a time. That's and it. have patience. That's it. And it's Enjoy hard Enjoy this time, yeah. 
it's hard, but you know, it's part of that's you know, it's part of the part of the work is to just to let go and have patience that everything is coming when it's supposed to. One thing about this finite existence as a human, time is one of those things we feel a shortage of or a lack of. Yes. But there is all the time in the world, and you have to use the perspective of the of your eternal self to see that that it's ridiculous. There's so much, you're not going to ever get this done. You'll keep going yeah. and going and going and going. And, and I was having a conversation with a friend and I was telling them about this is this is an eternal journey and that you'll be reincarnated and you'll come back and do it again and you'll do it again. And it's like, I don't want to do it again. This is exhausting. And it's only exhausting because you're trying to control everything. If you live in the moment and control nothing, there'd be no better place to be. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, let's do the next paragraph. All right. You see the sprinkler. Yeah. You see the sprinkler is of no consequence within the picture of who you truly are. The sprinkler is an aspect of the story within the illusion to allow you to remember that it was never about the sprinkler or any other object or situation that triggers abundance fears within you. It is a gift for you being presented to you in the form of a sprinkler to practice allowing abundance to flow to you in any form that is required for your life purpose, to allow you to let go of what you are not to remember who you truly are. The sprinkler is presented to you and perceived issues surrounding this as there is less resistance around this in your belief systems compared to something more serious, such as facing homelessness or a health condition. This is a test for you because you are ready for it. You are ready to embrace the fear and let go of the programming that you are not abundant, that the universe does not provide and that you must control your conditions to feel secure. Once you can let go, what will remain is the remembrance of your abundant, limitless existence. Yeah, that sounds like a Joshua wrote that paragraph. It's absolutely, you are source and the sprinkler in the universe, you know, can you see how minute of a thing that is? So mm -hmm. from a limit perspective, it seems big. From the perspective of source, where the entire universe exists, you come all the way down, all the way down to this solar system, all the way down into this earth, all the way down into that neighborhood, all the way down into that yard and all the way down to that sprinkler how minute is that right because you know but and so that sprinkler is fixed it's it is fixed that's the vortex right it's fixed you just have to allow it and so the allow the easiest way what's the easiest way now if you have a problem if you go these guys are ripoffs and they're always out to get money like was in the first paragraph you know you're going to have a manifestation event that around that he's going, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to go with the flow and let him do it. But I'll bet you he screws it up and I'll bet you it costs so much more than I could have done it myself. And then he's going to come by and present you with a bill because that's your vibration. Or you can just be, go ahead and fix it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Go ahead and fix it. Take care of it. I don't need a fool with any of it. Right. And then it'll be an easy transaction. Cool. Yeah. All right, let's go to the last paragraph. All right. We know this can be challenging for you due to certain belief systems that you must control your reality to survive and to live in true abundance. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to hold on to these beliefs, that you do not have to control, for we have your back, mighty one. The universe is lovingly always there for you. You are worthy of this because you are the universe. You are your non-physical guides. You are the contractor. 
You are your family members. You are source. You are playing these games with yourself from the perspective of oneness consciousness. So let go of the resistance if you are ready to remember what true abundance is and how limitless you truly are. This is all occurring for your expansion, for your remembrance that you are eternally abundant. Abundance of money is a human construct to help you explore as a collective ways to exist from the constructs of attachment, resistance and surrendering to your source self. There is much more than money going on here. You chose to explore the many forms of abundance to remember your divine nature, to expand your unique energy frequency and to expand all that is. Remember, this is a game that you created, a game of expansion. It is in the playing of the game where the freedom is remembered and where the expansion occurs. It does not matter what choice you chose, what choice you choose. However, choose the way of love, of freedom, of resonance, and you will remember your true abundant self as source manifested. Know that we love you, for we are you, we are one. Goddess abundant here. Yeah. So it's funny that these manifestation events come up like this, a little one. And what I've noticed is, is they come in groups. So you get to see the full faceted perspective of that limiting belief. So you see it from the side effect of work, you know, people are trying to rip me off. I have to protect myself or things break. I got to make sure they don't break or I got to be more careful in my buying choices, or I got to learn how to do things myself. You know, all these different sides of this abundance issue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so I think that now, God, I don't know what we want to say it, but I think that it's good when three or four or five of these hap- things happen in a row. And then you can say, okay, what's the next one? I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready for the next one. And maybe if you can be in that readiness for the next one, it'll be so soft, it'll just come as a thought without actually having a physical manifestation event. And also with that perspective from oneness, I know it can be be challenging, but, you know, it's one step in recognising that, you know, we are, like Obanatia says, we're playing the game with ourselves, you know. We created the game, you know what I mean? So it helps you to understand that nothing is happening to you. Absolutely. It's actually we created this for ourselves. We're so highly advanced right? Everyone living here in this time continuum is so highly advanced. Pre-birth, we wanted to explore certain conditions, right? And some of them is lack of abundance only to remember true freedom and abundance, right? So everyone is always abundant and we're playing these games. It is a game of expansion and I know it seems, and it can be so serious. It seems like it's so serious, but Literally, we, we we're putting all these pieces together ourselves. You're right. The universe is assisting, bringing these forth for us. But we wanted this intention. So once you can kind of perceive that, okay, well, I chose this for myself because that I chose this for myself. But because of that, I have the abilities to overcome. So it comes with kind of like a you know, we we come with the tools to overcome the challenges because we did choose Absolutely. it for ourselves. Right. It's like going inwards and releasing, and it's it's it is a game of expansion. It can be saved. It's very real, very challenging, but know that we are source and we created this, so we have the power to overcome. The mindset that you have around money is 100% related to how much money you have. If you can, this is why you become a millionaire, you lose it, and you get it back quickly. You know, mm-hmm. they have studies of this, and that people may take 10 years to become a millionaire. They lose it and they become a millionaire again in a year or two. It's it's because they have the vibration of that. They've already had the practice vibration of how to think about money in a way that is less resistant. Not mm. counting every penny, not worrying about every bill, 
not thinking that people are going to think bad of you if you can't make your payments, not thinking people think bad about you if you have to borrow money. Whatever it is, you open up your idea about money and that's what creates this abundance because you'll be inspired to do things that people who are concerned about money would never do. That's right. But, and, but also on a side note is that depending on our soul contracts, we may have chose to explore lack of abundance as a soul contract, as a pre-birth intention. So by doing that, even though you're working on all your abundance, it may not happen overnight. But like if you've chosen to explore this, it means you'll come out on the other side. But it's about, you know, doing the work and not saying, okay, well, I'm doing the work. So, oh, two months later, all this abundance of right. money is going to show up. Abundance might show up but maybe in a different way that you're not seeing. And it's about having the patience, divine time, and, and it will show up in a certain way, but it's always aligned to your soul purpose. So, you know, like, you know, I have personal experience with it, you know, working on, um, you know, like before my business, you know, like I'm doing everything that I'm guided to do. I'm changing all my beliefs around money and everything like this. But it's because I needed to explore the lack to reach to this point. You know, everything is happening yes, for us. But and- once you've explored enough lack, you can change yes. your mind, right? And that's right. But you have a lot of momentum around the lack. That's it. That's it. And it will take time because there are things you're inspired to do that you're not doing that because you have fear, right? Mm -hmm. And you have limiting beliefs that cause that, that fear to be triggered. I swear to God that if you had a more or a less resistant belief system around money, that, that you would be inspired to do things and you would, you would push past the fear to do those things. Like, you know, and the fear seems too much, you know. I mean, for me, for you, for everyone. And wherever you are is wherever you are. But if you can practice pushing past that fear to do these things that you're inspired to do, mm-hmm. that, see, that you have so much doubt around and so many worthiness issues and you're so afraid to fail and you're so afraid of what other people think. You can remove, if you can remove the fear of failure, which is the fear of having a negative emotion if you fail. That's all it is. That's the consequence is having a negative emotion, right? So remove the fear of failure because you cannot fail. You can't get it wrong. You will expand to the experience and it will prepare you for the next thing. It doesn't matter what people think because the people around you are limited by fear more than you are. They are wanting you to stay back because it makes them feel better. They do not want you... They don't want to feel fear if you fail because they'll feel negative emotion if you fail or even if you succeed too, actually. And so so don't care what they think. Don't care what it means about you, right? It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean any, if you're, if you are the Jonas Brothers and the world of success, you're not better than anyone else. You're just exploring this idea of being a rock star, right? Seems great from the outside, but you don't know how these people feel, you know? And uh, so nothing means anything about you because you cannot be defined. You're limitless. It means you cannot be defined. So, so now just do what you want to do and don't care about the money. The money will always come as a side effect of doing what you want to do. So do what you want. You know, I was, um, got really passionate about poker. And my goal was to prove that I was a great poker player. And so I had all these experiences and I became player of the month and player of the month again and player of the month again and, and in the top five every single month, that sort of thing. And it was really fun for a while. And I felt good and I had all the good feelings that come with that. you know. And I had some manifestation events, a lot of manifestation events along the way. But I had so many amazing experiences, amazing highs and amazing lows, right, of this. Uh, (laughs) You know, but all in all, it was an amazing experience. And then it was done. And then it was over, you know. And then there was nowhere left to go. There was no need to do anymore. And so I was on to the next thing. So Mm -hmm. you can make anything happen. But while you're making it happen, realize it's the things that are happening in the moment that make make it worthwhile, not the end result of it. 
you know, yeah. the end result would be to win the player of the month. So I come in, it's, they announce this at a big tournament. There are hundreds of people there and I walk in and they announce Gary won player of the month. Right. And so people applaud cause, cause I'm a nice guy. So people applaud. And then other people say, well, he plays every day or he plays, if I played as many times as that, I'd win too, that sort of thing. And so there's, you know, back and forth and you hear what you hear, but you sort of understand that that's what's going to happen. Um, but there were other people that won player of the month and everyone, no one applauded, you know, because they weren't nice people. They weren't having fun. I was having fun the whole time I was doing it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's not the goal it's that journey to the goal that's the that's fun part, right. you know. That's right. And, you know, um, with abundance, we're so attached, you know, in our conditioning, the abundance is money. It has to be money. But look around you. Like, where do you live? What country do you live in? What about the food on your table? You know, yeah. the friends in your life? You know, like, we don't sometimes, we're so narrow-minded on it has to shop as money, we don't see the universe has provided abundance to us, but in different ways, and we don't perceive it as abundance because we're only, you know, because we're so attached to it showing up as money, you know what I mean? So it's about letting go of that concept of abundance has to be money. It's, show, it's showing up in many different ways for your life purpose, and the universe always provides for you. There was, I just, uh, Tracy, I just watched this great movie last night, it was a it was a true story about these four guys that set sail from I think uh, New Zealand, and they hit a they hit a storm, and the, the sails were in tatters, and then this rogue wave came out of nowhere and flipped the boat, and they woke up where they're upside down, and they they lived in this little pocket of the catamaran where they thought they would, they were on this two week voyage and they thought that the, the stream, the currents w- would make them hit landfall in, you know, another couple of weeks or something. They were ended up being there for like four months, right? On this upturned thing. And they ended up um, going into Great Barrier Island. They, they just floated into Great Barrier Island. Do you know where that is? Are you talking about Great Barrier Reef? No, well, it's called Great Barrier oh, Island. Island. And no, it's I'm off of the coast of New Zealand. It's off of Auckland. Ah, okay, yeah, I don't know. No. Not very far away from where they left, but they were gone for four months, right? They thought they were going to end up in South America. Anyway, the captain of this boat, the owner of the boat, was totally into love attraction, you could tell. He knew that he was going to make it. He appreciated all that was going on. They had enough water. And when they were ran out of water, they figured out a system to catch the rainwater and they ended up having more water than they needed. And they had enough food. And when they ran out of food, the underneath of the, you know, their ship was overturned. So underneath it grew barnacles and it became this floating reef. So there was fish everywhere and they were catching way more fish than they could eat. And they got the fuel that was from the boat and they cooked the fish. They were eating a sushi at first and then they started cooking it. And then after four months, they land on this island and they go into this house and the house was empty. And so they drink the wine and eat the food and they're just happy to be alive. But during it, they, they couldn't believe how happy they were. You know, I can't believe we're out here stuck for four months in this, you know, in, in this space the size of a queen bed. And they couldn't, you know, everything was beautiful and they had everything they needed and they couldn't believe how happy. At the beginning, they were terrified, but once the fear went away, they were just happy and they just bonded greatly, you know, and one guy was really negative the whole time. And that guy ended up dying eight months later of a brain tumor, totally negative. The other guys were pretty positive and the captain was totally positive about the whole thing. In fact, he really didn't want that adventure to end. So anyway, they get, this was in the 80s, they get, um, they're at this house and then they get, a cop comes in going, is like, why are you at Joe's house? And they're like, we're the guys that were lost on the sea. And so they fly him back to Auckland and they think they're going to be heroes because they've had this record for the longest, you know, survival in an upturned boat. And no one believes them because they hadn't lost any weight at all. You know, they look like they've, 
they had shaved when they were at this house. You know, they looked great. And they weren't weather beaten or sunburned because they had room, you know, to sleep in. It was amazing. And finally, they uh, they were being questioned and people were saying, you're liars and you just left and, you know, were on this island the whole time and making up the story. But then they, um, and, and also, you know, they had all these rescue attempts and searches for them and cost a lot of money. So um, eventually the government did a test by computers to see if that would happen. And it actually proved out that that's exactly what happened is where the currents were going, took them exactly there. And so then they were finally vindicated of, of all of it. But it was pretty cool how the, the guys belief that the universe would always provide them with everything they needed when they needed it, but not before they needed it. Yeah. Another thing was too, that the, the wives went to a psychic and the psychic says, your husband guide is with us here. And he's showing me your husband wearing a white channel uh, sweater and channel weave sweater, whatever. And that he's doing fine, that they'll all be fine, and that they're on an adventure. We're not going to tell you where they're going to land, but it's it's an island, and it's two words, and the first word is five letters, the second word has eight letters. And that was a great barrier, was the island. Um, wow. And that they'll all be fine, but they needed the experience, you know, and not mm-hmm. to worry that they're having this experience. And, and, at the end, the guy who ended up being, he was a, a real jerk the whole time. He was, he, he finally said, you know, I was worried and I was in fear the whole time. And I thought you were crazy for all these woo-woo things you were talking about. But I have to admit, everything you said turned out exactly like you said it. Wow. <laughs> you know? Was this based on a true story? Yeah, it's an absolutely true story. It What's happened it in the movie? 80s. It's not the Russell Crowe movie, I'm thinking. Overturned or something like that. Yeah, it's on Netflix now. Oh, nice. I have to look that up. Yeah. Good. That's a nice example, isn't it? I'm seeing all these examples in a lot of movies now. I can really see when... Yeah, if a movie... Yeah, if it comes to our awareness, that means that there's something there for us, a reminder for us. Yeah. (laughs) I've been binge-watching for some real weird reason. um, TED Talks about near-death experiences. Okay. And these near-death experiences, these TED Talks are all aligned with each other. They're random people, random uh, uh, researchers talking about near-death experiences. There's 13 million reported cases of of near-death experiences. And one of the guys was saying, they all follow the same sequence. And we we can... Status put statistics on them, and they all are are very much the same. And here's what happens: is that the brain is is hooked up to a scanner, and the scanner goes blank. Right, this flat line. So there is no brain activity at all, and the person leaves their body. They see themselves from above. And they can recall and recite exactly what the doctors were saying in that room. And the one case was this doctor talking about this, where where he's had several cases where people have told him what he was saying in that room, where there was no brain activity. So if you think that brains manufacture thoughts, there's your proof that they don't, because there's no activity in the brain, and yet this person's having thoughts and can can recall those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Then they go into a dark room, and uh, it feels warm. 2% of the people are scared, but they, they become comfortable afterwards. 98% of the people are very comfortable in that room. Then they see a light. They move somehow towards this light, and then they arrive at a garden, and that garden is specific to their culture. So if they're English, it's an English garden. And if they're American, it might be the plains or something, right? So every culture has a different garden. And in that garden, there are either your relatives who have passed over or spiritual or uh, religious figures that you believe in, right? And they are all there to guide you. And then in, because this is near-death experience, so they all come back, they are either given a choice to go back 
And they said, you can go back and there's things you have to still finish or they're told to go back. And so they go back yet that they don't want to go back. And they all feel that there's this line there that if they cross over that line, then they're on, there is no turning back, right? They're in the non-physical. There's like, there's like 10 of these things and they're all consistent. It's really amazing. Yeah. 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 There's a couple actually, I think, um, you know, mediums. I know, um jenny who is part of both of our communities she's she's a medium so i know she teaches um stuff with mediumship and things like that so it's very interesting it's another perspective of channeling isn't it like people that channel you know like people that's that's passed over so so like there's so many different types of you know channeling out there and it's exciting that you know this time of great awakening that there was so many of us coming forth and um, with these teachings in many different, you know, contexts, you know, to, to show us, to show, you know, that there is life beyond death, that there is yeah. no death, that you're internal, that you're limitless. So I just love, you know, and it's it's such an exciting time to be here, isn't it? Like all these. It's an amazing time to be here. Amazing. It, it's almost like a weird coincidence. How are we here now in the most amazing time? And someone was saying that everyone thinks that. If you were in 1800, you go, wow, this is the most amazing time, you know, but no, this is the most amazing time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into Joshua's answer. We're running late here. Dear Ellen, Aaron, sorry. uh, Your reality is created by the vibration you are offering in the moment. Your vibration is built upon your belief system. If you want to manifest the life you truly desire, you must become a vibrational match to that life. Since the life you truly desire has to do with the absolute acceptance of what is, you must come to that vibration. If you feel resistance, all due to the wobble caused by fear and limiting beliefs, then you are not yet a match to your dream life. Therefore, the key to raising your vibration is to resist less. Mm -hmm. See, obviously it's to resist less, but Joshua goes through here and points out what you're doing, how things are manifested through your vibration, and that the reason you're not living your dream life is because you're in resistance. So the key is to resist less. The, sp- the sprinkler broke. Good. The repairman came to check it. Good. It still doesn't work. Good. It will be repaired one way or the other. What is the easiest way for you allow- to allow the repair to take place? Are you excited to do it yourself? Then that's inspiration. Do you have something you are more excited about? then do that and let someone else do the repairs. In resistance, you feel that the broken sprinkler is wrong, the repairman is wrong, and the cost to do the repairs is also wrong and bad. However, there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. You perceive it as wrong due to a set of limiting beliefs. Without those limiting beliefs, you could not perceive anything is wrong. If you want to become a vibrational match to the life you truly desire, you must process those limiting beliefs. So this is why people get stuck in the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, the first step is learning to discern your thoughts and learning to have the skill to push away the negative thoughts and replace them with positive thoughts or thoughts about what you like, right? And that is, you know, critical. It's really the first step. You have to get to that point. The second step is to look at the limiting beliefs that cause you to perceive that it's a negative thought in the first place, right? Instead of just sticking our head in the sand, now we're actually going to dig a bit deeper and look at our limiting beliefs and then do something about those. Yeah. And I like how, you know, Joshua and both Fun and Tia both talk about a focus on it's basically unlearning, you know, letting go of the resistance. So that's obviously been emphasized. We have all been learned to protect ourselves. You better watch out or they'll screw you, you know? Yeah. And that's, that is impossible. You cannot be taken advantage of. You can perceive that you're taken advantage of, but everything that happens is happening for you. And, you know, you would say, okay, what if you were, <laughs> well, this is a crazy example, but what if you invested with Bernie Madoff? You were totally taken advantage of. Well, not so fast. You got to understand all the different things that were going in there. Your amount of greed. You're not looking more deeply into this. You not asking questions. You just accepting everything as face value. You're yeah. 
you know, you're feeling like a victim anyway. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. They're the victim and the perpetrator are not accidentally matched, matched up. They're a perfect match to each other. So it's all, always that vibration of victimhood. If you think that you can be taken care of, you're exploring, I'm sorry. If you think that you can be taken advantage of, you're exploring life as a victim, right? So soften that belief. Yeah. And it's that whole duality consciousness beings of light always talk about is that duality consciousness is things are wrong and right. It's the victim mentality. But now that we've, you know, entered more oneness consciousness dimensions now. So in oneness consciousness, we see everything is perfect, is right. There is no such thing as wrong or right in higher truth. So it's us as you know, we perceive ourselves individuals doing this work. And also as a collective, we've also moved there so it helps to take the edge off as well. But it's always about, you know, looking at limiting beliefs, like you said, and also seeing that, you know, this is just, a, you know, because of duality consciousness, that's why we have these fears. And it's like not who we truly are. It's false. It's part of the illusion. But it's important part of the illusion because it helps us propel us inwards to remember who we are. So it's Absolutely. not like, oh, there's fear, limiting beliefs, push it away. It's actually embrace it. It's about actually not being resistant to it, embracing it because it's a gift. There's lessons there for you. Absolutely. You because you're ready. Yeah. And you want to know your limiting beliefs. That's it. Right. Okay. You exist in a state of confusion. You ask, why did the sprinkler break? Why couldn't the repairman fix it easily? Why does it always cost so much? Why do they always want more money? In clarity, you would look at all things with a sense of curiosity. How is this for me? What am I most excited to do now? I can't wait to see how the money will come for this repair. Everything is always working out for me. That is the mindset of an abundant creator of their reality. Yep. Uh, imagine that you have a sprinkler system in the first place. How abundant is that? Imagine that you can just yeah. pick up your phone and call someone to fix it. How abundant is that? You know? That's it. And like, it's about perspective. Like not everyone can actually have a sprinkler. Not everyone can have a yard to even have a sprinkler. Right. So it's about changing our perspectives. And um, I know in Western countries, we take a lot for granted. We oh, do. So much. But, you know, but just things like we just, you know, like, I mean, I've always been a person. I never take anything for granted. I mean, I live in um, one of the most beautiful parts of the world in, in Sydney's Northern beaches and, it always reminds me how abundant I am because it doesn't matter about how much money's in my pocket, but look right, look how much abundance of beauty, look where I'm living, right? And I've always been grateful. I'm like a tourist. I've been living here for like, what, eight years? And I still take photos. Like, oh, look like I'm a tourist and I live here, right? But, you know, things like, um, you know, you have to broaden your perspective. I know, I know traveling helps a lot. When I went to Brazil, you know, that helped me to open my eyes even more. So when you, when you, when you know, about just things like air quality, things like nature, things that we take for granted, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so much to be thankful for. And when, and when you can focus and be grateful and feel that emotion of all the abundance that's already in your life, you'll have more abundance being attracted to you, but it's actually being remembered within your conscious awareness. Right. And um, you remove those boulders in the stream and then you allow more abundance to flow in the different forms. So yeah. it's mm -hmm. always around you. It's about your perception on where your focus is and, and um, looking, you know, it's about allowing and focusing on what you already have in your life that's abundant. Yeah. And if you look at people who have worked and struggled and efforted to make a lot of money, they may have an abundance of money, but they don't have abundance of good relationships. They don't have That's abundance right. of joy. They don't have abundance of time. They don't have abundance of health. You know, abundance in all these areas is what we're looking for. All right, last paragraph. You have a set of beliefs now which cause you to perceive yourself as a victim. You are, you are the creator of your reality, so your current belief system of a victim is out of alignment with who you truly are. This is why you are living the life you are living now. If you would like to raise your vibration to become a match to the life of a creator, you must adjust your beliefs. You must adopt the set of beliefs you would have if you were living that dream life. You do this by accepting all that is as perfect as it is. You do this by accepting that every single person in your life is perfect as they are now. You do this by accepting yourself as perfect as you are now. You do this by 
existing in the state of allowing and acceptance. This is the state of non-resistance. This is the state of the creator, not the victim. Choose your new state and enjoy your new life. With our love, we are Joshua. So that's awesome. That's an uh, abundance is always the most popular subject on these podcasts. And there's my, my favorite thing as well. So it's fun to talk to you about that. And God is abundant to you. Tell everyone where they can find the great and powerful, powerful Kimberly Late and the Beings. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, you can find more information about me, my offerings, about you know everything that I do on beingsofthelight.com. So there you'll find links to all our social media communities. I invite you to join uh, Beings of the Light with Kimberly Community on Facebook. Of course, we've got Instagram, we've got YouTube. I invite you to, you know, check out Patreon because there I've got a lot of uh, exclusive content there when you can participate, participate on sessions. So check that out. The links are all there on the website. Cool. And if you're not yet in the Joshua... Um, Friends of Joshua Facebook group, please go to Facebook and search Friends of Joshua and join that. We have a lot of stuff going on there. We do Joshua Live. That's our other podcast that we do twice a week as well. And if you're in the Friends of Joshua Facebook group, you can actually join in on the Monday call of that one. The Friday one is for boot campers only. Um, A new boot camp will be started in January, the beginning of January 2020. That's the year of clarity. And I can't think of a better way to start 2020 than with a boot camp. This boot camp, we've done six of them so far this year. There's been over 100 people that have gone through the boot camps. It's absolutely an amazing, life-changing thing that was channeled by Joshua. There's nothing like it that I know of anywhere. It's completely unique. And if you go to the... uh, teachingsofjoshua.com website. You can click on that uh, Abundance Bootcamp page and you can see a bunch of the uh, testimonials from people. But if you'd like to talk to me about it, because that's the only way to get in the bootcamp, you have to have a conversation with me, just send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com or you can click on the link in the website. Either way, then we'll get together. We'll have a half-hour conversation. I'll talk to you about your life a little bit, and then I'll explain in detail what the boot camp is. And it's eight weeks. It starts in the beginning of January, and it'll set you up for a phenomenal 2020. Kimberly, thanks again for being here. This has been amazing. Love spending time with you. And we'll see you again soon. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.